Welcome back to Thompson Field in Waupun. Here's game two of our Saturday doubleheader. I'm Chris Conley, getting ready for D.C. Everest versus Watosha Central. The Falcons played the very first game here. They played at 9 o'clock in the morning. And here we are, ready for first pitch at 4.30 in the afternoon. The Falcons were 7-1 to one winners over Columbus. By the way, Columbus, which also played in that 9 o'clock game, they're waiting around. they got another game after this. We're going to be playing baseball here. Well, we, yours truly, will not be here, but we're going to have games going past 8 o'clock tonight. All of the action moved to this one synthetic field, the dirt and grass field just up the road, not playable because of the rain yesterday. Evergreens plays the visitor in this second game. They'll be working against the starting pitcher for... Westosia Central, Dakota Viam. Here's the Evergreens batting order. Kyler Soppy will play second base and will lead off. Wyatt Miles will DH for the Everest pitcher. Josh Hopkins, he'll bat second. Chris Wiesman, the shortstop, hits third. Brock Babish is in right field, batting fourth. Nate Langbin, who had the only hit in the Evergreens' earlier game, their loss to Beloit Turner, he'll play third base and bat fifth. Preston Miller's in center field, batting sixth. Catcher Nick Cotter moves up a spot seventh. Noah Chimalewski's the first baseman eighth, and Elijah Schmidt will bat ninth. He'll play left field. For the visiting Evergreens, Soppy, Miles, Wiesman, Babish, Langbin, Miller, Cotter, Chimalewski, and Schmidt ready to go. First pitch from Dakota Viam is ball one. We're underway. Evergreens 3-1 and one on the season. They've dropped their first 4-1 to one earlier today. That almost hit Soppy. He bends backwards, and it's ball two, 2-0. Two oh. I think, now credit where credit is due, the Falcons have won seven of their eight games, but this is a smaller school. I think the Evergreens are probably the better team, but let's see it on the field. Taking, and Soppy takes a curveball that breaks over for a strike. Two and one. Evergreens didn't hit particularly well, and this one's popped up. Boy, the Evergreens saw a lot of pop-ups being out in front. This one's fouled back. Two and two. Yeah, that first game. In fact, what did Coach Dave Langbin talk to his team about between games? Better approach at the plate. Lunging at balls and popping them up. The wind is blowing from left to right. The wind is stronger than when we played this first game earlier in the afternoon. Soppy swings and misses, swings right through the curveball. So Kyler was ahead 2-0, and and then the next three pitches, a called strike, fouled back, and strike three. Here's Wyatt Miles for the Evergreens. Left-handed bat here. Wyatt losing pitcher in the first game. Did pitch poorly. He had a couple of errors behind him that led to unearned runs, and he takes, lays off a pitch that's called strike one. Yeah, a very strong wind. I mean, it's 20, 25 miles per hour for sure from left to right. Righties, close your eyes and take a big swing in case you hit it. <laughs> Could go a long, long way. In the game in between the earlier Everest game, we had a three-run homer. It was well hit, but it was also wind-aided. Cleared that tall wall in left field. Went up onto the berm between our field and the townhouses beyond left field. It's a ball and a strike here to Wyatt Miles. Pitch here is up high, two and one. Josh Hopkins will start for the Evergreens, his first varsity start. See if the Evergreens can give him a lead early. Wyatt Miles bounced back to the pitcher. 
barely in the webbing of the glove and flips over to first base. Two up and two down here in the visitor's half of the first inning. Now, if you were not with us for the first game, we are playing all of our games here under a time limit, 90 minutes. So no inning will start after 90 minutes of play. The Evergreens and Trojans in game one got through five innings. The Evergreens battled back to two to one, then gave up two more runs in the fifth. And then that was all she wrote. That's when time ran out. Chris Wiesman takes inside, ball one. Wiesman had a couple of nice plays in the field for the Evergreens in that first game. Strike right at the letters. No balls and two strikes to Chris Wiesman. Waiting here, and that breaks away. Yeah, no balls, two strikes. Fundamentals of pitching. You're trying to induce a swing at 0-2. That pitch is not supposed to be a strike, and Wiesman laid off like he's supposed to. One and two. Two outs, nobody on. Swing and a miss. Okay, that's not strike three. I guess that is strike two to Chris Wiesman because he's going to see another pitch. Two balls and two strikes here. Thank you, sir. Wiesman fouls that off down the first baseline. You know what? Every foul ball, especially the ones down to first, your first baseman and your right fielder are going to want to take a look at that. It is blowing so strong. The wind is such a, a gale right now. Things will be blown back towards the field of play. I want to go right over to the chain link fence and see if any ball comes back. Fly balls to the outfield. That ball will be dancing around for the rest of the afternoon, too. I mean, otherwise, it's a pleasant day. Had some clouds earlier. Not a lot of rain yesterday. Windy, but not enough to dry out the natural grass fields. Wiesman swings and misses at a pitch that was inside, and the Evergreens have gone up three up, three down. Two of the outs come via strikeout. Everest does not score in their half of the first inning. Westosha Central, the Falcons are coming up when we come right back on 93.9 The Game and EverythingEvergreens.com. Welcome back to Wapan, where the Evergreens are the visiting team in Game 2 against Watosha Central. Here's the Falcons' batting order. Their D.H., Seth Brandley, will lead off. He's hitting for the catcher, Riley Dams. Second baseman is Keegan Kirby, batting second. Nick Argensinger is playing center field and is batting third. Jack Rose, the shortstop, will hit fourth. 
In right field, Adam Switalski batting fifth. Chase Kirkman at first base, sixth. Jake Roberts, uh, Jake Roberts in left field, seventh. Vinny Greco, the third baseman, bats eighth, and the pitcher will hit for himself. Dakota Viam will bat ninth. Again for the home team Falcons, Brantley, Kirby, Argersinger, Rose, Switalski, Kirkman, Roberts, Greco, and Viam to face the Evergreens, Josh Hopkins. Hopkins, a right-hander with the JV last year, senior now, first varsity start. So let's see what Josh brings to the party here. In fact, I believe this is his first varsity action. Yeah, he hasn't seen game action for the first three games. First ball swinging, Brankley down the line. That is a foul ball. You know, that ball started out off his bat very, very foul, like out of play, and blew back in to foul ground, but within the field of play. A long strike one. Give you the Evergreens defense in just a moment. The defensive alignment is a little bit different than the first game today. Glad you're with us for two on 93-9 the game. Overthrown by Josh Hopkins outside. One ball and one strike. And the Evergreens are probably, well, I, I guess at some 1,700 students, the Evergreens may be the largest school that's here at the baseball tournament. Again, the team from Beloit that we saw in the first game are probably the most accomplished team here. Pitch there is outside, two balls and one strike. So Hopkins is wide with his next two after getting a swinging strike. This one's bounced up the third baseline. That's foul. Count evens two and two. I don't know, from being here since I, I arrived a little after 8.30, got an appreciation for how much work it is to put on a tournament like this, especially when you know, the weather doesn't cooperate. These games are supposed to be spread out over Friday and Saturday. And here's a curveball that hangs up, and it's well hit to left field, and it is hooking foul right up against the wall and foul by a couple of feet. Boy, off of Branke's bat, I thought that that was trouble, and in the corner, the wind worked against him there and blew it into foul territory, and not by much. And the problem, that was a bad pitch from Hopkins. That was a curveball that hung up right in the strike zone. We are not going to want to throw that again. 2-2, fastball here, hit to third. Tricky hop, played by Nate Langbin, throws across the diamond, got him. Nate Langbin. Sure gloved at third base, and there's the first out. Keegan Kirby to bat. Let's set the Everest defense now. Left to right in the outfield, that's Elijah Schmidt in left. Preston Miller is playing center both games today. Brock Babish is in right for game two. First pitch here to Keegan Kirby, stays up high, ball one. The Everest infield, that's Nate Langbin, who just made the play at third base. Chris Wiesman at shortstop. Kyler Soppy's the second baseman. Noah Chmielewski will play first base in game two. Pitch is inside here, two balls and no strikes. So Josh Hopkins having trouble getting settled and throwing strikes here in the early going. The battery, two seniors, catcher Nick Cotter and Josh Hopkins, right-hander on the mound. Leg kick and offering a 2-0 pitch that's way outside. Three balls and no strikes. You know what? It looks like Hopkins just in the wind is having trouble pitching. 
having trouble getting command of where he wants to spot these balls. He's down 3-0 to the left-handed batting Kirby. Comes back with a strike, 3-1. Evergreens have only two games scheduled next week. It's possible they may try and make up a game on Friday. Ground ball to third, way behind the bag. Long throw for Langbin, and he bounced it, and he's safe. That's a throwing error on Nate Langbin. Would have been a close play, but a good throw would have gotten him. And here's Nick Argersinger. Yeah, just a quick look around the press box. We all agree, error there, E5. Yes, sir. Nick Argersinger is a left-handed bat. Right, a good play would have gotten a second out for Josh Hopkins. First pitch outside corner, strike. You know, one of the things that makes the wind go here, it looks like, just a lot of open space from left field to right. Parking lot, highway, maintenance barn. Runners going, pitches outside, throw down, beat it, safe, stolen base. So the base runner, Keegan Kirby, who should have been out with a better throw, got first base on the error and now slides safely into second. Just like that, the Falcons have a man in scoring position. Play in the bottom of the first, 0-0 for now. Back at the plate, the count is one and one on Argersinger. Almost hit him inside. Two balls and one strike. Evergreens for both games today wear their black jerseys with the green numerals and gold trim. Falcons are simple. White numerals, white pants, and a good-looking maroon. 2-1. Down low, three balls and a strike. Yeah, the Evergreens have two conference games next week. Walsall West, first at their place Tuesday, and then over at Simon Field on Thursday. The Evergreens have open, uh, an open date on Friday and may try and make up a game. Pitch is down low, ball four. So two of the first three batters that Josh Hopkins face have reached. We have runners at first and second for Jack Rose. So three of the first four batters for the Falcons are lefties. Double play gets out of this inning. First ball swinging, swing and a miss. That's a good spot for Hopkins. Fastball spotted on the outside corner. Lefty's always going to have a hard time handling that pitch. Cotter's setting up outside again. Well, the pitch is inside. You know what? You usually don't get that strike. The catcher is setting up outside had to reach back across the plate and still judged to have gotten enough of the inside corner for strike two. No balls, two strikes. Even though the catcher was crossed up there. Oh, two pitch coming. Tried something off speed and left that way, way outside. A ball and two strikes. You were kind of chatting between games. I mean, it's good to be playing baseball, particularly on a warmer day when we've had so many cold ones up in our part of Wisconsin. 
Pitch is low, two balls and two strikes. But in the big scheme of things, when the season is complete, these games really don't mean anything. These are uncommon opponents from other parts of the state. They're not in your division when you seed the teams for the state tournament. No conference games being played here. Playing baseball, getting the work in is what's important. That's inside. Count goes full, three balls and two strikes. I mean, these are essentially practice games. The Evergreens sure don't want to come home with two losses. Long, quiet bus ride, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. But you know, the games Tuesday and Thursday, they are much more important. That's down low, ball four. Hopkins was ahead 0-2 and lets Jack Rose get away. The next four are out of the strike zone. And here we are in the first inning, the bases are loaded. One out, and the base paths are full of Falcons. Here's Jack uh, Adam Switowski, right-handed batter here. Keegan Kirby is at third. Nick Argersinger is at short. Caught on a line drive, and the Evergreens get one out. You know, that, that's not right. That was caught on a line drive, and the throw across to home plate was not necessary. The Evergreens get one out, but they commit a throwing error on the play, and a run comes in. So that's an out, that's something good, and then a mental error and a throwing error cost the Evergreens a run. That was a line drive caught by Langbin at third base, and then he threw home. So there's no force at home, and there are two outs. And then the Evergreens threw the ball up the line and threw wildly, and a run comes in. The throwing error is on the Evergreens' catcher there, Nick Cotter. And it is one nothing. So Langbin does something good, makes the catch. There are two outs. There's a foul ball down the first base line. And then the throwing error lets a run come in. Mm-mm. Like Langbin threw home after the catch, there's no longer a force at home. Nick Cotter stepped on the plate for no reason and then threw wildly to first. Chase Kirkman has just struck out, and that brings the inning to a close. The Evergreens on two errors give a run away. One inning complete. Falcons won, Evergreens nothing on 93.9 The Game and EverythingEvergreens.com. Not for our radio listeners. Yes. Thank you, friends. Okay. <laughs> I, I've never been wrong. <laughs> Don't worry, it's the coach's nephew. I'll hear about it. <laughs> Actually, we'll go back and clean it up because it's important. <laughs> Welcome back as the top of the second is on and the Evergreens are trailing now one nothing.
Let's clean up the run scoring play from the bottom of the first because I got one, two, three. I got four other guys up here in the press box. So we got, uh, let's see, other sets of eyes. It's eight eyes to two. And they tell me that the ball that Nate Langbin played at third base came out to him on a hop, not a lineout. All right, that makes sense. So then Langbin would have thrown home for the force, got the out there, and then Nick Cotter's wild throw to first allowed the run to come in. So got it, force out at home, not a line out to third base. Got that part right. Still an error on the throw down to first, which cost the Evergreens a run. And we are not just correcting that because our third baseman, Nate Langbin, well, he's a Langbin. We would hear about it on future bus rides to road games, right? Right. Bottom line, it is one nothing, and the Evergreens are playing from behind this afternoon. Brock Babish to hit. Babish was on base via a walk in game one. Curveball drops in on Brock, strike one. Dakota Viam, three up, three down, first inning, two via strikeout. Fly ball, foul ground. Again, that's the one you want to take a look at. That one does indeed go out of play. I've said this in earlier broadcasts, what I remember from Boy Scouts, regular size American flag, if it's blowing out straight, that's a 15 mile per hour wind. If it's staying out and flapping in the breeze, 20 or 25 miles an hour, and the flag is blowing in right field right now. Wind is blowing from right to left. Pitch there is away. It's one ball and two strikes on Brock Babish. Play Brock straight away, righty to righty. And that almost hit him. Bends him back to two balls and two strikes. You know what's good for the Evergreens, too, particularly from the first game? And, you know, Wasota Central looks like a good team, too. Many of the Valley Conference teams are down this year. I get the feeling that Walsall West and Spash are okay. Off the handle, ground ball to third. Third baseman charges in, throws, got him. First four retired for Dakota Beam. Brock Babish bounces out. Here's Nate Langman. Nate had the only hit in the first game. You know, to complete the thought, if the competition is down in the Wisconsin Valley Conference, I think Spash and West are good. I think the other teams have graduated a lot and don't have as much pitching as they used to be. So playing at a higher level, like in a tournament like this, does your team good, particularly earlier in the season. Langbin takes strike one just above the knees. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to beat up on some, some smaller team from some small town in the Northwoods. Play as high a level of ball as you can against as good an opponent as you can. That gets you ready for the tough games ahead. Outside, one ball and one strike. That's the whole thought of coming over here. Langbin swings through that one. A ball and two strikes. Bottom line for right now is the Evergreens haven't gotten their bats going. Tough pitching in the opening game, and you know what? Dakota Viam looks pretty solid, too. He misses up high there, 2-2. Two and two. Coming home with the leg kick, Langbin lays off, and that's below the knees, just barely. Count goes full. 
you know, Nate Langman's done enough with the bat when he pitches. He's not going to be DH'd for this year. He's going to get a lot of at-bats. That pitch is inside, lost him, and Nate Langman becomes the Evergreens' first base runner of the afternoon. Up comes Preston Miller. Looking back at Miller's at-bats in the first game, I'm pretty sure that Preston Miller was on. Yep, was on twice, actually. Struck out and was able to get down to first base on a mishandled strike three in the first game. And then worked out a walk. First pitch to him is down low. Langbin is not really a threat to steal at first base. 1-0 pitch. Long set. This is fouled back, a ball and a strike. You see what happened last Thursday? The Evergreens needed a game-winning hit in the eighth inning to get past Walsall East 5-4. to four. Turns out our JV game also went to a walk-off hit in the seventh, also 5-4. to four. And the Everest softball team had a walk-off hit, one, two, three walk-offs for the Everest Athletic Department on Thursday. Inside corner strike, it's one and two to Preston Miller. Throw over to first, and the throw is wild. It's going to cost a base here. And you know what goes up the line? That's going to be a two-base throwing error, and the Evergreens, just like that, move the tying run over to third base. Dakota Viam's throw to first was wild and then went up the right field line. So the wild throw moves Nate Langbin from first to third base, and there's only one out. They're not going to play the infield all the way in. They're going to come in two or three steps. So the whole infield is even with the bags all around. And there's a line. You know what? If the shortstop was back, that's probably an out. Instead, it's a single for Preston Miller to left field. It ties the game. I mean, that was a hard hit ball, so you can't assume an out there. But the shortstop's got a chance at making that play if he's back another two steps. No chance of making a play there. Preston Miller gets the Evergreens' first hit, knocks in a run, and we're tied 1-1. Still only one out. You know what? This early in a high school game, I'm not sure you play the infield in. I I know we're playing a timed game. We're probably not going to play seven innings. So you you may want to play small and defend the runs. Runners go and hit runs on, and Nick Cotter fouls it off. Just in high school baseball, it seems like you add 50 points to somebody's batting average when you bring them in. And Nick Cotter steps out of the box and takes the longest look down at the third base coaching box. Something on here again? No balls, one strike. Dakota Vellum comes set. Slide steps home, swing and a miss. Runner not going there, and it's strike two. Noah Shimalewski, who did not play in the first game, awaits on deck if the inning continues. There's only one out. No balls and two strikes on Nick Cotter. Willem comes set. He's coming home. Called strike three. Nick Cotter is the second out of the inning. That's the third strikeout for Dakota Viam. 
Noah has had a couple of at-bats this season. Looking to keep this inning going. Yeah, Noah Jimalewski, actually this is his first official plate appearance. Outside ball one. All white bats, no white here. Takes down low, 2-0. and oh. What happened here, that hit him with catcher interference? What do we got there? Noah was walking down to first base and is now being recalled to home plate. But the runner, Preston Miller, has taken second base. Back at the plate, it's two balls and no strikes. Noah's a lefty. Coming home here way outside, three balls and no strikes. And again, Dakota Viam probably doesn't know because there's no scouting with these uncommon opponents. I mean, this is Noah Chimalewski's first official at-bat of the season. This is number eight you want to go after and challenge and get outs here and outside corner strike. I believe we had three balls and one strike here. Nope, home plate umpire has just called two and one. You know what? Then the pitch that Noah was going to walk down on was no pitch, that either time was called or time was out during that pitch. Two-one, bounces off the catcher, wild. Evergreens move up the runner from second base to third base. That pitch was outside and bounced in front of the plate. That's a wild pitch instead of a passed ball. And the Evergreens have a go-ahead runner here at third base. Three and one. Elijah Schmidt awaits on deck. Pitch here. Bounced off the plate to second. Big hop. Throws over. Bounced in front of the first baseman, and it's wild, and the run comes in. That would have ended the inning. Instead, the error gives the Evergreens a run and the lead. It's a bad throw from the second baseman. Keegan Kirby had to handle a high hop, so that's up over his head. He still had time to compose himself and make a good throw to first base. Instead, he threw in the dirt and threw wildly. The inning continues, and the Evergreens take a 2-1 to lead. Here's Elijah Schmidt. That error also allows the Evergreens to clear their number nine batter in this inning. Strike one to Elijah. So the Evergreens trailing one nothing. Have started this top of the second with two runs of their own. So pitcher Dakota Viam should be out of this inning. Steady still throwing pitches. Down a little bit low. One ball and one strike. Elijah Schmidt has started in some games and has sat in others. He's two for six on the season, so that's a very limited sample. Righty to righty with a man on first thanks to an error. Curve just outside. Two balls, one strike. Two errors in this inning for the Falcons. Tipped back to the catcher's mitt for strike two. Evergreens have an error of their own in their half of the first inning. So defensive mistakes kind of shaping us in the early stages here. Everest leading 2-1, two 2-2 to one, two, two pitch. Checked his swing. That's up high. Snap throw to first. He's safe. Catcher threw down there. 
you know, with two outs, I'm not looking to throw the ball around at high school baseball. The lesson is even more clear when we play home games at Simon Field because Simon Field's got so much foul ground beyond first base and third base that's inside ball four, and this inning's not over yet. Elijah Schmidt has just walked, and the Evergreens have runners at first and second. I mean, at Simon Field, we've measured it. It's 60 feet from first base to the chain link fence. I mean, that's two-thirds of the distance between the bases. So you throw wildly to first, you're giving up two bases. First pitch to Soppy, breaking ball, drops in, strike one. So you only throw over to first base with purpose. When you've got two outs, I'm always trying to get the third out, trying to get the batter out. I don't want to risk throwing the ball around, putting men in scoring position. That's up high to Sapi, one ball and one strike. With runners at first and second, Kyler's in an RBI spot here. The Evergreens have only one hit, benefited from two walks and two errors. Sapi, little high to him, two balls and no strikes. Wyatt Miles on deck if the inning continues, and Wyatt's been swinging a dangerous bat. Soppy is waiting and is ready. Curveball to the shortstop. It's backhanded. Bobbled to second. Close play. Got him. That's a close play, but that's the right call. Good job staying with it for Jack Rose. Rose had a tough backhand play, had it, uh, kept the ball in front of him, and then got it over to Keegan Kirby at second base, and that brings the inning to an end. But the Evergreens get two runs, and they take their lead for the first time this afternoon. It's 2-1, to one, D.C. Evers leading the Falcons when we come back on 93.9 The Game and EverythingEvergreens.com. To the bottom of the second we go, and Josh Hopkins, the Everest pitcher, is staked to a 2-1 to lead. He'll face 7, 8, and 9 in the batting order here for Mistocia Central. Maybe we can just call them Central. Mistocia plays in the Southern Lakes Conference. Never heard of it. I mean, just you know, a completely different part of the state. We would never play them as an opponent if it wasn't for meeting in tournament play. Jake Roberts to lead off. First pitch to him is a ball. Josh Hopkins issued two walks and had an error committed behind him in the first inning. Pitch there is inside. Two balls and no strikes. Again, I mean, it's your varsity debut pitching. First start. Had to wait till your senior year for it. What do you want? Just throw strikes. Aimed that one, but aimed it over the outside corner. The mechanics weren't so good, but it's 2-1 and one now. Once we're done here, the Everest team hops on the Lamers bus. Two-hour drive home. Two balls and a strike. 
on the outside corner. While that's nicely framed by Nick Cotter, that may have been a little off the black. Instead, it's judged to be strike two. Two and two. Hopkins coming home. Bounced off the plate. That's a foul ball. Hit the plate and then went into foul ground and had so much English on it, it rolled back into fair territory. Home plate umpire Big Blue threw up his hands right away. Clear, decisive foul ball call. And we'll do it again at two balls and two strikes. Hopkins trying to get the lead batter here in the bottom of the second. Up high and the count is full. Our friends here at Wapan have been really nice hosts. Obviously they've been fighting the weather. Trying unsuccessfully to get a second field ready for us. There's nothing you can do with the rain. That pitch is outside ball four. They got the concession stand working. Trying to manage the playing time and the game so that everyone can get two games in here. So got that. Our infield umpire is calling timeout and is doing some mound maintenance. What's this all about? Tick tock, tick tock. Vinny Greco, the third baseman, now bats. Man on first via walk. First pitch to Greco, almost hit him. Ducks underneath that for ball one. Again, Josh Hopkins, you know, this kind of looks like a varsity debut. Like he's not settled on the mound yet. Now the hardest thing for pitching, fouled back, one ball and one strike. When you overthrow, you usually throw a ball. Have to remember your mechanics and stay within yourself. You're a more effective pitcher when you do things more or less the same way all the time. 1-1 one, one pitch coming here. Runners going. Swing and a miss. Throw down to second and it goes into center field. You know what? The runner slid and will not be able to take an extra base on what was a very wild throw from Nick Cotter. Just a stolen base. No further advance. You almost want to pick up your third base coach when you're going into second like that. I mean, if you can see in your peripheral vision that the throw is that wild, you want to not slide. Sliding cost another base. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Vinny Greco is the first out of the inning. And here's Dakota Viam, the pitcher, batting in the number nine spot. Dakota's team is trailing 2-1, to one, but he's got a chance to hit with the tying run at second base. You know, in these shortened, in these timed games, you don't want to play from behind at all. So the Evergreens want to make the 2-1 lead stand up. In on the hand, swing and a miss, strike one. I think Dakota swung at what would have been ball one. That pitch was probably high and probably inside, too. Josh Hopkins will take any help he can get. Runners going again. Outside corner strike. Throw down a second, and it's into the outfield. And Nate Langman, the Evergreens third baseman, is hurt on the play, and the wild throw will cost the Evergreens a run. Langman is dancing around like maybe he either came down on the bag or came down on the runner. No matter, throwing error to second base. The throwing error is on the catcher, Nick Cotter, and it ties the game at 2-2. Hmm. We're looking at Nate Langbin. He will stay in the game. Back at home plate, Dakota Viam is waiting an 0-2 pitch with the score now tied. Hmm. Boy, that looked like strike three. I guess a little off the outside corner. 
one and two. And again, Josh Hopkins needs as much help from the defense behind him as possible. There have been three errors so far. Fly ball into the wind, center field. Preston Miller going back, reaches up, got a beat on it, makes the catch. Yeah, every fly ball is an adventure. That one didn't really bend away from Preston Miller. Two outs. Nobody on. Seth Branke to bat. And we are tied 2-2. You know, when he comes into the, uh, the dugout, once we finally get to the third out, Nate Langbin's going to be looked at. Runner was trying to steal third base. Throw came in wild, and, and Nate tried to block that ball and keep it from going up the line. He wasn't able to. He either got that ankle tangled up with the runner or with the base. It's down low. It's one ball, one strike. I'm looking at Nate, how he's walking now at third base, and how he's walking is gingerly. On the outside corner, strike two. One ball and two strikes as Josh Hopkins is looking to close the door on this second inning. The runner that came around was put there, ugh, via walk, which always seems to come back to burn you. Wow, got the release point all wrong there, bounced it into the left-handed batter's box and back to the screen. There are misses and there are misses. Two balls and two strikes. Yeah, a walk, a stolen base, attempting to steal third base, and a throwing error on that. Cost the Evergreens a run. Tied 2-2. Yeah, again, there's Josh overthrowing, and is outside and wild. Three balls and two strikes. Now, Hopkins was up 0-2. Don't want to lose this batter. See if he can end the second inning right here, and that almost hit him. Ball four. Keegan Kirby to bat now. Games tied two apiece. Both teams shoddy defense so far. The team that settles down and makes the routine plays, doesn't throw the ball around, is going to have a huge advantage. Runners going, throw down to second, and one hopped, goes into the outfield, and another base. Throwing error on the catcher, Nick Cotter. It's his second throwing error of the game. So a stolen base and a throwing error on the Evergreens catcher. And just like that, again, you know, the runner at third base, Everest pitcher was ahead, no balls, two strikes. Let him get away, and just like that, he's on third base now. And this third out is elusive. One ball and one strike back at home to Keegan Kirby. Coming home here, it's a little high. I believe we're at two and one. Nope, blue just flashes three balls and no strikes. Three and oh. You know, if you let Kirby get away, there may be a visit to the mound coming up. Could be. 3-0 pitch, automatic, strike. Evergreens trailed 1-0, took the lead 2-1 in the top of the second, and now we're tied 2-2 with a runner on third and two outs. Outside corner, strike. 
Three and two. Count is full. With two outs, the runner at third will get a head start. Here's Josh Hopkins' payoff pitch. Just missed. It's close, but it's ball four. Three walks in this inning, and that third out, just hard to find right now. Nick Argersinger to bat now, with runners at the corners and two down. Hit him almost. Now he danced out of the way of what would have loaded the bases with a hit batter. Instead, Nick took a step and a half back, and it's ball one. I get it. There's nothing more fun than hitting. Want to take your chance to hit in this spot. Way outside. Runner's going, and the trail runner moves from first to second. Back at home plate, two balls and no strikes. A hit to the outfield brings in two runs in this spot. And there it is, a hit to the outfield past the diving second baseman, Kyler Soppy. One's in, two's in, and the new score is 4-2. to two. Both of the runs that have just came in were put on via walk. That's a hard lesson for, for Josh Hopkins. The walks very often just come around to score. Two out, two RBI hit for Argersinger, and the Evergreens are back on the short end. Jack Rose walked his first time. Yeah, that's five walks now in one and two-thirds innings of work for Josh Hopkins, so that's got to be cleaned up. Got a man on first with two outs. Runner is going, pitches inside, and the Evergreens will not even throw down. You know what? I remember this from the first game, and, and I agree with the strategy. Westosa Central is going to steal until your catcher demonstrates that he can throw somebody out. That, that's the right strategy, and, and right now Nick Cotter has not shown that. Coach Dave Langman is coming out, visits the mound, and there will be a pitching change. Evergreens don't want to keep Josh Hopkins in with that runner in scoring position. The Evergreens don't want to fall further behind. So one and two-thirds innings for Josh Hopkins, and he is responsible for that runner that's at second base. You know what? He gave up only one hit. But boy, the walks are just killers. tell you in just a moment when the new pitcher turns and faces us or begins taking his warm-up tosses who the Evergreens new pitcher is. We've got a pitching change here in the bottom of the second. This game is not moving along nearly as quickly as the first game. Braxton Olson will come in and Braxton will also be making his varsity pitching debut. Can't quite compete, uh, complete the pitching line on Josh Hopkins. So the runner that's out there is his. 
But boy, walks and errors. Walks and errors. So Braxton Olson comes in from the bullpen. Four to two ball game. Now the Falcons have only one hit. The Evergreens have only one hit. Everest committed two errors back in the first inning and uh, two more here. Beg your pardon, one error in the first inning and two more here. But I mean, here we are, we're not through the second inning. Evergreens have committed three errors. Jack Rose, the cleanup hitter, bats with two outs. And a runner on second, Braxton Olson, is the new Everest pitcher. Checks that runner, coming home, his first pitch, first varsity pitch. is high and away, not particularly close. You know, this was always going to be the challenge for the Evergreens coming over here. The Evergreens have one, two, three very good varsity pitchers, but you have to save them for your conference games and can't really use them on a day like this. So the pitching is kind of makeshift. Braxton Olson's second pitch is up high, two balls and no strikes. And, you know, I'm thinking with the way the Valley Conference is this year, two or three solid pitchers. Saw Wyatt Miles in game one. Nate Langman and Brock Babish going to be all conference when the season is done. There's strike one, two balls and one strike. But after that, got some questions. The Evergreens got some good pitching earlier from Kyler Soppy. Josh Hopkins and Braxton Olson may be more projects, more chances in some of these non-conference games on the weekends. 2-1 pitch. Aimed that, and it's outside 3-1. Beg your pardon, 4-1. There's a walk, Jack Rose. The sixth walk that Evers pitching is allowed. Adam Swatowski is the eighth batter to hit in the inning. And the Evergreens, who a moment ago were up 2-1, to one, are trailing 4-2 to two now. The Falcons are looking for more. Olsen's first pitch is up high. Evergreens have more action in their bullpen. So not sure how long Braxton Olsen goes in his varsity debut if he can't get the third out and end this inning here. Looks in at catcher Nick Cotter. And that is close, but outside. Two balls and no strikes. So he's thrown six pitches, and five of them have been out of the strike zone. Runners going. Pitch here is a strike. Stolen base. The Evergreens don't even throw down. Both runners advance. Two more in scoring position. So in this 4-2 to two game, you know what? This second inning is taking forever to play, and we are playing a timed game here. A hit that brings in these two runs would be huge for the Falcons in this spot. And that's way outside, three balls and one strike. Yeah, I mean, these timed games play so quickly. 
in a normal seven-inning game, you'd say it's early to say this is a key moment. But no, with this game, the way this game is playing, this is a key moment here. Fly ball, line to center field. Preston Miller's got a beat on it and makes the catch. A line drive off Switalski's bat, but right at the center fielder Preston Miller, and it brings the inning to an end. Three runs come in for the Falcons with the benefit of only one hit. More errors in the Everest defense. Our new score as we go to the top of the third, Falcons 4, Evergreens 2 on 93.9 The Game and everything evergreens.com. Welcome back to Wapan, where the Evergreens are leading Wistosa Central now 4-2 to two as we go to the top of the third inning. 2-3-4 and four in the Everest batting order to hit. It's Wyatt Miles, Chris Wiesman, and Brock Babish against Dakota Veeam. Veeam spent a long time on the bench in the last inning. Let's see if on this windy day you can get things going again. Evergreens didn't hit well in the first game. Three errors here in this game. Only one of the Falcons' runs is earned. In fact, we can close the book on the Everest starter, Josh Hopkins. He worked one and two-thirds inning. He allowed just one hit. He walked five and struck out two. Four runs allowed. Again, with the errors behind him and the walks, one earned. First ball swinging, Wyatt Miles got under it, though, and it's popped up to right field. Right fielder is over, and Adam Switowski has retired Wyatt Miles. It's out number one. There's Chris Wiesman, who struck out his first time. The Tuesday game between the Evergreens and Walsall West figures to be a pitcher's duel. West has at least one good pitcher, which is inside ball one to Chris Wiesman. And Nate Langbin is scheduled to go for the Evergreens. Langbin allowed just one hit in his win over Warsaw East last week. 1-0 pitch. Checked his swing. Went too far. Ball and a strike to Wiesman. Nate Langbin is scheduled to be the fourth batter in this inning. And again, Nate, I, I thought, kind of twisted his ankle on the throwing error. Almost hit Chris Wiesman. Has to duck out of that one. Two and one. I'm wondering if Nate Langbin's still going to be in the game. See if the Evergreens opt for somebody else. Again, these games, wins or losses don't really hurt you. Smack to the third base, but caught on a line. Vinny Greco, nice play at third base. Couldn't hit it harder. Chris Wiesman hits it right at the Falcons' second baseman and has nothing to show for it. Two up, two down. Brock Babish to hit. Brock's going to pitch on Thursday this coming week. 
parked in right field for this game. Two outs and nobody on. First pitch to Babish. First ball swinging and fouls it off the plate. Strike one. Yep, timed games today because everyone's got to play on just one field. Curveball, big drop in. Wow, that's the, uh, that's the midnight to six curve. Started up at the shoulders, then landed below the belt. No balls and two strikes. Viam looking for a three-up, three-down inning. That's chopped off the plate, comes out in fair territory. Judged to be a fair ball, throw to first. Got him. That's a three-up, three-down inning. Thought that may have bounced in foul territory. Home plate umpires closer. Called it fair. And the catcher, Riley Dams, has just thrown out Brock Babish. So after the Falcons take the lead, the Evergreens go quietly in their half of the third inning. Four to two, Falcons over Evergreens on 93-9 the game. Welcome back. I'm Chris Conley. I had wondered if Nate Langbin would come back out and play the field. The answer to that is yes. There he is at third base as Braxton Olson is on for a second inning of work. Westosa Central sent eight men to the plate in their three-run second inning. And the Evergreens really need to hold this at 4-2 to two right now. Six, seven, and eight in the Falcons' batting order to face Braxton Olson. Here's Chase Kirkman to start. Olson's first pitch. First ball swinging, it's popped up to the outfield. Brock Babish struggling against the wind, rolls over, and it's off of Brock's glove and falls. You know, that ball is wind-blown, but that went, off of, that went off of Babish's glove. That's got to be an error. Babish was straight away in right field, then suddenly had to run, realizing that the ball was blowing that away from him, and he laid out and had it go off his glove. E-9. The Evergreens have just committed a fourth error. Jake Roberts, outside, ball one from Olsen. You know, again, Babish, you, you try to keep him in the lineup because he's a good hitter when he's not pitching. Sometimes they'll put Brock at first base, that time in the outfield. Pitches up high, two balls and no strikes. But, you know, a regular outfielder, an outfielder that has all the regular defensive skills, probably reads the wind correctly and probably makes that play. Pitch there is outside, and just like that, Olsen, three balls, no strikes. Again, and when you have inexperienced pitchers making their varsity debuts, everything's got to go right for them, and it just hasn't been that way in this game. 3-0 pitch coming here. 
and there's a strike, three and one. Jake Roberts walked and scored in that forever second inning. But yeah, I mean, the story of this game, Everest defense has been like Swiss cheese. Three-one pitches outside. So after an error, there's a walk, and there are runners on first and second with nobody out. So just like that, it looks like the Falcons could be set up for another beginning. Everest catcher Nick Cotter is going out to talk with his pitcher Braxton Olson. Olson did eventually get the final out and end that second inning. An error and a walk to start the third. Vinny Greco ready to hit. That's a very short visit from Nick Cotter. He's going back behind the plate. Greco struck out his first time. Greco's got a good play in the field at third base. Robbed Chris Wiesman on a hard hit line drive. First and second, first pitch is strike one. So, I mean, perhaps the Evergreens just have to shake off what's happening on this Saturday afternoon. Get at least one practice on Monday before they play again. Throw to the second baseman. Lead runner is back. Kyler Soppy was on the other side of the bag. Got to make sure you don't throw wildly. one to Vinny Greco. Coming home. Off the fist. Slow roller to second. Soppy has it. They get the out. Both runners advance. So the Evergreens get the first out of the inning on a ground out. But Chase Kirkman moves from second to third. And Jake Roberts moves from first to second. So that's kind of a productive out there for Vinny Greco. And Dakota Viam, the pitcher, is ready to hit. And the Evergreens, knowing that they can't fall further behind, bring the infield in. They're already trailing four to two. Olsen coming home, and it's a fly ball to center. It falls in front of Preston Miller. It's a two-RBI hit for Dakota Viam. That's the pitcher helping himself. It's 6-2. to two. And again, one of those runs unearned. That lead run that came around to score, Chase Kirkman, on via an error. One out. Man at first base, and the Evergreens have fallen behind by four. Here's Seth Branke. Seth is grounded out and walked. Now Olsen steps off. Not sure what this is about. Now he retoes the rubber, and time is back in. Throw over to first. That's close there. He's back safely. Pitch there is called a balk. I think, you know what, that, that's a balk because Olsen didn't come set. Runner advances down to second. Let's 
again, you know, sometimes when you're on the varsity mound for the first time, things rattle you. So now you want to make sure that this balk, which moves the runner down to second base, doesn't affect the rest of the at-bat. Seth Branke waiting for Josh Olson's pitch. Now a runner on second base. Long set, and Olson steps off. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 6-2. to two. I would focus on what's at home plate. Strike. Just a little bit below the letters. Nice pitch from Braxton Olson. Josh Hopkins was the starting pitcher for the Evergreens. He stands to be the loser unless the Evergreens have a big comeback here. Fouled back towards us. No balls and two strikes. Yeah, we got two more pitchers up and throwing in the Everest bullpen. Can't tell you who they are. It's way far down the right field line. Only one out. Two more runs in, and there's a runner at second base. Coming home, that hit him almost. Backed out of it. Two balls, two strikes. Our host team from Wapan, I believe, is next on the field once this is done. Line drive, center field, sinking, and it's a hit. That lead runner held up for a moment and will stop at third base. Wanted to see if Preston Miller was going to charge all the way in and make a spectacular play. Miller had to play that on a bounce. It was a well-hit ball from Brainy, And instead, now there are runners at first and third instead of another coming home. And with one out, the inning continues. And now a quick trip to the mound from Everest coach Dave Langman. This may be the end of the line for Braxton Olson. Yep, takes the ball right away from Braxton. So the Evergreens will have another pitching change. Problem is, you know what? When the Evergreens bat in the top of the fourth inning, that's probably going to be their last at bat in this game. And we're playing under timed rules. So the Evergreens now falling behind 6-2. to two. A couple of pitching changes to take more time. The clock is still running here. So, I mean, the top of the fourth may be it for Everest. Hayden Davidowski is coming in to pitch. He'll be the third pitcher the Evergreens have used today. While Hayden has some varsity experience, this will be his first time pitching. Now, it looks like Hayden Davidowski is going to be part of a double switch. Is it? Let's see. Sapi, for a moment, who has pitched, pitched in Thursday's win, was towing the rubber for a moment. No, it's Hayden Davidowski who's coming in to pitch for the Evergreens. He'll be the third pitcher used by Everest today. Braxton Olson gave up two hits. He's responsible for two more runners aboard. Let's see, Olsen got one out to end the second inning and has picked up only one out here in the third. So it's two-thirds of an inning of work for Braxton Olsen. Walked three, struck out one. 
the Evergreens, and, and here we are, we're playing the bottom of the third inning. Everest pitchers have walked eight. And that's through just two and two-thirds innings of baseball. So it can't be like that. Keegan Kirby now to hit. Runners on first and third, and there's only one out. First pitch, strike. Runner takes second base. Double steal may have been on there, and the Evergreens decided not to throw through. But now there are two more in scoring position. Kirby's hit to the outfield could almost put this game out of reach. Checked his swing, didn't go. One ball and one strike. One out, no force on the bases here. Evergreens play the infield in. 1-1. One, one. Fly ball to center. This is going to be deep enough to get a run in. A couple steps back, Preston Miller makes the catch. Both runners will tag. Both runners will advance. And it's now 7-2. Kirby gets credit for a sacrifice fly. I get it. Not as good as a hit. Hit would have brought in two runs. Nick Argersinger to bat. A hit and a walk. And the Evergreens, who led 2-1 to one for what seemed like the briefest moment. Two outs now, so you can play the infield back, and that's a ball from Hayden Davidowski. Nick Argersinger is a left-handed bat, swings and misses over the top of that. One ball and one strike. Yeah, this is the first time we've seen Davidowski pitch. Love to see him get a hold here by getting this out, bringing the in inning to a close. There are two down. Runner on third. That is fouled off at the plate. A ball and two strikes. So this would be something positive if Davidowski can bring the inning to a close. He'll have given up a sacrifice fly and maybe a strikeout here. One-two pitch. And that is called strike three. The Evergreens will have to make the play at first base on a drop third strike, and that brings the inning to a close. So Davidowski gives up a sacrifice fly, but retired the two batters that he's faced. Three innings complete, and the Evergreens now trail Westosa Central 7-2. to two. Back after these messages on 93.9, the game and everything evergreens.com.